You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello and welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1160. Video marketing is a proven strategy that can dramatically improve your online rankings, social media engagement, rates, and sales. Transforming your business with video marketing is easier than you might think, especially when you work with website muscle team, the website team at Website Muscle. So, I've got the founder, Sam Nelson, here to talk about Website Muscle. Sam, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Well, let's start by focusing on you, my friend. Uh, Do you have an interesting story that you can share with our audience about your kind of entrepreneurial path? You know, it's a good question. Um, You know, I guess I would say the the interesting – I started – I, I fell into a completely different career out of out of college. Um, fell into a career doing commercial mortgages, uh, and it was doing that for a number of years. And over time, I was basically working for myself. Right. Eventually, I had to build my own website to kind of do marketing, and I realized <laughs> that I just loved the process of building something rather than selling a kind of an intangible service. Sure. Uh, but actually, building something was a lot of fun. And I decided to go all in. So I left that career. Uh, I had a new house, a new mortgage, a new kid, uh, and a wife wondering a what's going soul. on. And I bought every coding book I could find. Uh, so you I, didn't go to school I did not to go study to, programming? Yeah, or... Not to study programming or design. Um, I was actually a psychobiology major uh, at UCLA. Okay. So I was going to go to medical school. Okay. But then, obviously, that changed. I took some business classes and ended up graduating but over time, I just I ended up loving the process of building something, and so I taught myself how to do code, which then led me to be able to build websites that didn't look great. Uh-huh. But then I teach myself how to do design, and over time, I just said, okay, I can make this into a career, and I just went out and hit the streets um, wow. and started the business, and then eventually got busy, hired somebody, hired another person, hired another person, got a real office, moved out of the garage, right. Uh, and just started it from from the ground up. So your wife, I've not met her, but she's a wonderful person to yeah. <laughs> hear that story because that's a pretty risky decision you made, right? Yeah, thank you, Tyree. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was it was tough. It, it was kind of it was a necessity, but also it was you know kind of like the backs up against the wall. I have to try something new. Okay. And so we made it happen. Right, but I mean, in those moments, I mean, I think there are a ton of entrepreneurial stories. I have my own that. Um, talks about how having a supportive spouse can make a huge difference because you both have to be even though you're the one starting the company and running it you both have to be involved in the decision and committed to the outcome right yeah or well, else that, it could make it very stressful that's right and i would say it was very stressful at the beginning even with her support uh, yeah and right? then over time we got more and more connected and did you ever um, sit there and go what did in that garage <laughs> i don't know i can only envision you you're kind of a tall guy sitting in a corner of your garage i tried to get out a lot <laughs> Try to get out a lot, right. uh, but no, I, I it was I loved it. I loved helping people. Okay, uh, when you're in the kind of a mortgage business, you're working, but you know, you're a broker. You're working in between a borrower and the bank, and it was very difficult. Uh, and this was I can really help somebody with their online business, with their with their uh, their website for their business, and it was fun. It so was when kind did you start thrill. your when did you start website? Uh, so it's been ten years now. Wow. So 10 years. Yeah, 2008? Yeah, that's right. Wow. (laughs) 
I'm very, very excited. Ten years is uh, that's a milestone huge. here. Yeah. Bring it up here. Yeah, thank you. Good job, that. right? Yeah. And you started it in the throes of the Great Recession. Yeah. yeah, which is never an easy time to start a business when people are no. freaking out. But what I've learned, I mean, everybody needs the small business, kind of that middle market. They need help with their online presence, okay. with what's going on with their website, with how to do email marketing, with how to do video. Right? Is that your niche? Yeah, so we build websites and we help businesses do kind of video marketing. But who do you do you do it for these middle middle market smaller companies? Is that who you're servicing? Yeah, so they're mainly they're B two B companies typically. Okay, okay usually so B two B. Yeah, usually professional. So services. pay attention out there, yeah. CEOs, if you're a B two B. B two B professional services companies, manufacturing. Okay. Uh, usually they're a million to I'd say ten million in revenue. Okay. Uh, and primarily in Orange County, usually the businesses that are looking for a company like us, they want to talk to somebody in right. person right. rather than. A company, you know, across the country or overseas, they want some real help from a real person. So when you get in there and you see what they currently have, can you talk about their current state? And I'm not asking you to name names, so we're not going to reveal any secrets to any of Sam's current clients. But what are you finding their platforms, their websites look like when they call you in and they need your help? I mean, is it? It usually is just not intentional. Usually there's a website that was put up based on a template that they found that they thought looked good, right. but it doesn't actually speak to exactly who their customer is. It doesn't address the problem that they actually solve for the customer. It doesn't show what the vision, what the future looks like after you work with them. Okay. So there's this whole marketing message that hasn't been defined a lot of times. Do they know it and they just didn't put it on their site? That, or is that a, part of your value add? That, that's a part of what we do. There's, there was a book that came out last year called uh, Building a Story Brand, and it teaches companies how to tell stories, how to tell the story of their business, their customer, and how they help them. And we go through a process very similar to that, okay. where we work with a business. Because I, I, here's what I would say. A, a lot of them don't know their story. They don't know, or they haven't spent the time to define exactly who their customer is uh-huh. and how they help them. So we go through that process with them. Uh, but some of them do. Some of them have gone through you know, some business classes or they've been to uh, some mastermind groups where they've kind of developed, okay, here's who my customer is. Here's our value. Now we need to build a website to support that. And that's right. what I say. You need to know your marketing message first and then build an online presence to support it rather than just, hey, let's throw up some stuff online without any real intention around it. So we're talking with Sam Nelson. He, his company is Website Muscle. We've talked a little bit about his background, a little bit about their niche, a little bit about their unique differentiation. But I'm going to ask you to give away something for free if you can, because many in the audience listening live on OC Talk Radio or maybe on iTunes, uh, podcasts, whatever in the future, how do you first help a CEO of a middle market company begin the process of understanding who their core customers are. I mean, what what is that? Is there a secret that you can at least give these people to think about today? Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, there's a few different ways that I would look at it. Okay. Usually I'll say, let's open up and look at who did you work with last year? Who are, you, who are your best customers? Because they have customers, yeah. right? Who, who are your best customers? And then maybe even who are your most profitable customers? Yeah, th- those are the ones you want right. more of. <laughs> yeah. You definitely want to make a list of those. And then what are the characteristics that define them? Okay. And then how are you actually helping them? Where have you heard really, really good feedback from? Um, and then we go through the process where we define, again, who your customer is, what problem you're solving, uh, what commitments you make to your customers, what does success look like at the end of the day? Yeah. You know, what's these are all great. Uh, I hope people are taking notes. If not, if maybe you're listening to the live stream, you can pick up the podcast and, and back it up a little bit and recapture what we just talked about. But I think um, 
I'm glad you equated best customers to most profitable customers because I right. think until you look at the bottom line profitability, you don't want more customers that just cause you to work harder but don't pay you as much. It's yeah. best to get the ones who value your service and will give you margin. And the biggest opportunity that I've found is business owners sitting down and just spending the time to think and yes. say, where is the opportunity? Where are my best customers? What's my message? And then go forward rather than... What a lot of business it's just it's the day to day. I'm putting right, out grind. fires all day long. You right. need to step away for a minute, define it, and then yeah. build it. Well, you know, that's that's one of the unique advantages of an ongoing concern is just what you said, Sam, is that they have clients, they can look at they have data. It's not like a startup who has to anticipate who that's their right. That's persona right. is of their ideal customer. They can look in their database and they can pick and choose to get more of the ones that they want yeah. and less of the ones that maybe that they don't want as much going yeah. forward. And we always say, okay, once you define who exactly that customer is, now where do they hang yes. out online? Okay. And then is it they're looking for my service already? Well, then I need to start showing up in Google. Or is it they're not looking for me? I need to do some advertising. Yeah. Um, I always find that a difficult question with B2B companies, smaller size. Right. To, to have them actually know where they think those prospects hang out. Because right. that's that's a hard question to validate their correctness. But I, I imagine that's one of the advantages of a digital strategy is you can iterate that a bit, right? Exa that's exactly right. Yeah, iterate and try different headlines, different images, different market segmentations. Uh, the online platforms have made it so effective to try different and it's cost effective right for for companies to these do size, right? small tests right small right. tests yeah yeah absolutely. you can you can before you spend the big bucks you can sort of figure out right. what's the right pond to be fishing in yeah right it's fun so yeah. then when you put your energy behind it you can expect a little better return that's right and then you get the website muscle going baby that's right okay so Thank tell me you. the name how, how, why, what? Oh, gosh. So 10 years ago, it was, you know, you're coming up with a company name. You're thinking, I, I, I want a company to be strong, <laughs> be effective, be powerful. He's a branding and, guy, too, but, here now. But uh, uh, I went with Marketing Muscle first. Okay. And that domain name cost $50,000. Oh, my goodness. And Website Muscle cost $10. <laughs> So, so I went with that one. That's a teachable moment there yeah, for you right. entrepreneurs, right? You can have aspirational goals, but we always have a budget, too. Yeah. That is absolutely. a great story. Yeah, Thank you for fun. sharing. So I think we've touched on some of it, but let me go back. In addition to this great conversation we just had, which I think you've delivered a lot of value to the audience already, we're just halfway through the interview, but um, what else do you feel makes your company unique? Because you now it's not just you with your genius. You have people. Congratulations on having people. Yeah, thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, you know, a couple of the big things that we try and do as a company is we hit every single deadline that we put out for a project. And a lot of website companies don't. That's one of the biggest right. kind of problems in our industry is is website companies put out deadlines that they never hit or they disappear. Can uh, I so ask you why? Is that because they are over-aggressive on the lead time or they're not really staffed to do the work as they... You know what I'm saying? I mean, what is that? They, they don't. Is have, it the customer changing their spec on you too? Because sometimes that happens, doesn't it? A little feature creep. Well, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's where deadlines can change. Basically, those can change, but it's not. Um, why is it? That's a good question. Okay. When you, just, would you come back and, and yeah. answer that question for my oh, audience man, in the future? Because because I I think most audience listening to this show they're going to go, man. The last time I touched my website, it was somewhat of a painful experience. Right. Right. Took longer. Whatever. The yeah. effort. So if you lack of communication is a big thing we right? hear. So we over communicate. Okay. You know, send okay. them videos explaining different parts of the oh. process, explaining things that were. And then you're local, through. so if they want to get yourself yeah. into their office, yeah. multiple in-person right? meetings, you can't hide. Um, yeah, our our goal is to be a friendly face to over communicate to make it a good experience to right. to build a website.
website. Right. But number one is to find the marketing message so that we can build an effective website. Got we it. want the process to be good, but number one, we want it to be Is effective. it hard to find people in this day? I don't know when the last time you had to hire someone to expand your team, but are you finding it? Because you're in a hot space, right? I mean, Yeah, there, there's always uh, kind of designers uh, looking for yeah. – designers isn't as difficult um, – but content writers, you know, can maybe be a little bit more challenging. I guess I'd say finding the the needle in the haystack. Okay. I mean, we fit your culture. That's right. Not only can do the work effectively, but then fit the culture within the company, and then really wants to help customers. Right. You know, you want somebody who can not only do really good work, but wants to. Because that's your brand. Up. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why right. you started this company was to help people. If you right. hire people who don't like helping people. There could be a problem there, right? And I'm I'm no branding expert like you, but it just seems to me culturally that's probably more it's important all, than their skill set. It's all about the people. I mean, the the experience that a customer has will determine how satisfied they are, and right? if they ever refer you, ever come back. That's your brand. That's right. Their experience. I mean, I experience. think we're in the website space and the video space, but uh-huh. at the end of the day, we're a customer service company, right? I mean, that's what that's what we really do. A problem solving. Right. Customer service. Yeah, okay. Right. All right. Well, we're talking with we're talking with Sam Nelson, whose company's website muscle. We're ranging conversation here today on Critical Mass Radio Show and podcast. And I just looked up the clock, and my goodness, it has spun by, my friend. We have like six minutes left here for your wonderful interview, and I've got all these questions left to ask him. So let's let's put it in hyperdrive. You know, one of the things I was excited to have you on the show was to sort of talk about. What are the smart ways in online marketing 2019? What what are you seeing, and what advice could you give to our CEOs? Yeah, great question. So we're asked all the time. Businesses come to us and say, what should I be doing going forward for, right. for their online marketing? And we say video. It's got a, a part of your online marketing has to be video because that's just where the Internet's going. I, I say it's going towards video, but it's kind of already there. If you open Facebook, if you open LinkedIn, LinkedIn. it's almost all video. And if you are a business that's putting out video, it just gets promoted to the top of the page almost effortlessly. So we always just say, put By out By those video. platforms? Yeah, that's right. Because they want the video? And why? Because it's engaging. Okay. It's effective. Yes. People spend more time on the platforms. Uh, it helps messages get across. Like, we build, we build a lot of websites, and a lot of them are fairly static. It's images and it's text. But a way to really convert uh, to make a message powerful is through, is through video form. So if... Um not to give away your secrets, but if you're going to put video on there, are there a couple things you would suggest to these CEOs that they like length and quality? I mean, what are some of the characteristics of good video versus just video? Yeah. So I'd say there's two things. Uh, one, every business should have a commercial for their business. And maybe it's one minute, maybe it's three minutes, but it's high quality. It's very well done. You're working with a very professional videography company, okay. uh, but very well done. The second thing is an ongoing video marketing strategy. So that's what has to be created because they're fairly simple videos, but you're explaining maybe the products that you manufacture or maybe parts of your service or maybe frequently asked questions that you get. You're creating these videos, and then the real power is you can leverage them. You can leverage them. You can transcribe them and make them into blog posts for your website. Sure. You can post them on all of your social media channels, and that's the best social media content you can post. Uh, so we just signed the, the and the reason why there's been such a change for B2B companies is because video is now uh, easy to do and it's inexpensive. Is it easy to do? It, it, the technology is easy. Getting in front of the camera, that's something that people got to work on. And right. I say if you if you see that as a as a viable option for your business, then go all in. Practice. Okay. okay. You know, practice. You mean as a being, performer? Yeah, being in front of the camera. Right. 
And is that valuable in your experience to have the? Because a lot of these companies, I have to believe, are either founder-driven still or heavily dominated by the CEO. Is it valuable to have that person present on the website? I, I say if I'd say absolutely yes, if possible. Okay. Uh, if not, it could be a marketing person. Uh, they could even outsource uh, a spokesperson to come in and basically a stand an actor to do it. Okay. But. Number one, there has to be. Has what to be about some. having people in the company, uh, you know, create video? I mean, under a controlled substance, a controlled environment, not substance, but yeah, right, <laughs> wrong term, wrong term, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, under in a controlled environment, having employees who contribute video. That's I mean, right. I mean, absolutely. People get to know you. Yeah. Right. I always say, don't do, don't aim for perfection. Aim for getting it done. Okay. You know, dip your toe in and start putting out video content. It's, again, it's where the internet's going. So the internet's going towards it. Is, it. Now it doesn't have to be all of your online marketing. Yeah, but I think a, a portion a for a lot of businesses, there's a lot of opportunity. So, there. so, so we've seen evolution in what, where the internet's going. Is this where it's going to stop? I mean, what's after video? I mean, well, then there's you know virtual reality, you think augmented you know? reality. Oh yeah. Do, there, do you think augmented reality will become a platform that these companies that we're talking about will be able to use to change the user experience? Uh, I think it's going to be quite a ways in the future. You but, do? But, but yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay. I mean, technology is never going to change. What I would say, people were telling me that websites were going to go away five years ago, <laughs> eight years ago, right? It's it all social media, yeah. right? You don't need a it website, ha- It hasn't right? changed. No. So it's going, to, it's, going to keep going. it's going to keep going for a while. But we do just say, try video because of how effective it is at conveying a message. Every time we send out a proposal, we send along a video exp- walking somebody through oh, really? it to explain the intention. A customized video the, that goes with that right. proposal. That's not right. a boilerplated right. thing, but yeah, something Yeah, customized. Walk them through exact because we're not always even talking to the final decision maker. So okay. we're sending out a video. We use uh, Soapbox. It's a free platform by uh, Wistia. It's a Chrome extension. Uh, free! It's incredible. Soapbox. Soapbox. You're it's, just giving. Like, he's, you Sam is just giving you tons of value here on Critical Mass Radio Show it's and podcast. It's incredible. Today. Please try it. He's awesome. I've had quite a few guests. I've had 1,474. He's the 74th, and you're right up That's there incredible. in the top. You're in the top hey, 20%. Let's hey, say at least. Too. We got a few more questions and a few more minutes left to ask you. Did you ever have a decision where you had an unintended consequence, and if so, what is it? Uh, yeah. So uh, that's. I mean, gosh, that's such a great question. I wrote uh, a book about it. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I love the uh, the story behind it. Uh, it's incredible. Okay. Um, so I would say we moved uh, a couple years ago, we moved towards really trying to systematize our business, kind of make it a little bit more of the e-myth yes, thing. You're right. Firm deadlines, kind of a little bit more of a factory as opposed to a creative agency. And in some ways that worked. And in other ways, it it didn't allow the flexibility for our customers to have where their priorities change, right? Our small business clients, all of a sudden, they need to put out a fire and they can't attend to the website questions we have or the video questions we have. And so we, um, that was just an experience of going through where we're like, okay, uh, our customer service scores have dropped a little wow. because we changed our process. Right. And then we had to relook at it and say, okay, where did where was some of that good and where was some of it not? Because that's clearly an unintended consequence of creating a more efficient process. Yeah. It's not that you lower your customer service scores. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's... We got projects done on time, but we'd sometimes be pulling them, kicking and screaming through the process. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's not good. Okay. That's... So there's a balance then. That's right. Absolutely. Right. So you can't be on either extreme. We're not a factory, but we're also not. Let's yeah. do whatever. Right. It's... Laissez-faire, uh, yeah. creative lab. We'll get to it when we can. Right. Okay. Um, where do you go for outside input and, and ideas? You know, uh, I was thinking about that. So um, I do a lot of podcasts. 
I listen to a lot of podcasts okay. in the car okay. that I found really, really valuable. Right. Uh, a couple of the ones, there's one called Building Story Brand, okay. which is the book basically okay. that, that we go through. Uh, there's a podcast called How I Built This, which is incredible. It's by um, NPR, where it just talks with business owners who built amazing companies. The MF CEO is hilarious, <laughs> and uh, and that's a really good one. That's uh, a niche. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and Impact Theory is one that I watch uh, frequently. Okay. They, they interview some amazing people, but I'd say podcasts. I love listening, and that's why you know I love I love radio. But the time that you have in the car, right? Is just it's so vibe rather than spacing out. Yes. Uh, but having kind of a library on wheels. Beautiful. Uh, All right. He's a lifelong learner, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, next to last question: What's your core philosophy? What's your guiding principle? So we have we have four core values as a business. Okay. Uh, the first one is humility, and that is critical uh, to our business, uh, to myself as a person, to my family. But but we bring that into our business. Second one is ownership. Uh, we believe once you get a task, you need to own it from beginning to end. Uh, teamwork, of course, because we are all about all about being a team and helping sure. each other out. And then the last one is balance. Uh, we want to make sure everybody on our team is fully in balance, both in their life, where they have the freedom and the flexibility to do the things they need to do, but then focus back on work when they need to. And those are the four core values that we live and breathe uh, as a company. Well, those are great, and I'm glad that you could just recite them like that. They are actually part of your culture. I could tell by the way you just talked about them. You know, i got to ask you, though, Sam, the balance one can be tricky. Uh, it, it's it's sort of like the earlier example. You know, it's a That's continuum. Right. You got to be careful how. Yeah. We, you know, you, you don't want to drive it too far and get imbalanced. Yeah. And you can actually be imbalanced in the other way where yeah. the business suffers. You too, know, the so. way that I think about it no. is is perfect balance is impossible. Okay. But progress is what you're going towards. Okay. So we always say, what are the areas of your life? How can you make progress towards them? And that's the way to uh, to achieve balance ultimately at the end of the day. Look at that. He just He's ending it with deep thoughts here on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Sam Nelson, how would someone find Website Muscle online if they wanted to do that? Yeah, so you can just uh, visit us at WebsiteMuscle.com. Uh, that's how you find us online. You can look at our YouTube channel, find us there. Uh, I'm expecting there's going to be amazing videos. That's the goal. All right. That's well, thank goal. you for being a friend of the program and uh, part of the community and sharing a bit of what you know with our audience My today. pleasure. This is awesome. It was fun. All right. And I'm going to thank our engineer, who none other is the station owner as well, Mr. Paul Roberts, our three producers without whom this show would not go forward, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. If you'd like to connect with me on social media, let's start on LinkedIn. I'm Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. And until the next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.